Hello everyone, and welcome back to our second Talkineers of the season. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Baldassano. And I'm Isaac Bakshev. Um, the men's hockey team faced off against Mercyhurst twice at home for last weekend's reunion and homecoming games. There was a good turnout thanks to all of you cheering on the guys to a 2-0 weekend, winning the first game 6-3 and the second in overtime 3-2. As always, I'm happy to welcome back head coach Dave Smith. Coach, how was your past week, and how about that uh, strong opening to the regular season with two consecutive wins? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty happy with the result. I think we had talked the week before about, hey, I like some things, but we didn't get the result that we wanted. And, um, you know, over the course of the next week, we figured out a way to, to win two games. So, um, and I thought, you know, Mercier played really well actually both nights we had some good goal scoring on on friday but uh, had to grind one out on saturday mm -hmm. yeah the second game was definitely a uh, a lot closer at least it seemed so i thought the team came out especially strong in the beginning of the first game obviously um it was great to see the full lineup playing together and playing their primary positions i know we talked a little bit of last week you're trying a few different things but um there is definitely an apparent difference so talk us through that strong start going up 2-0 early in the first. Um, is that something you hope to do going forward since it seems that the team has definitely shined in past years and obviously every team ever shines when they go up first? Yeah, in the game? I, I, I think it's one of those things that if I could, I absolutely want to go up 2 nothing early, but I want to play well early. I want to be ready to play. And um, I thought the guys were ready to play. Um, the two goals is a nice reward. But, um, you know, they were all ready to play, and I thought we carried the play very well there. Yeah, um, it, it did seem like we obviously had that amazing first and second period, maybe slowing down a little bit in the third. Um, we talked a lot last year about momentum and how you need momentum. to. Not, you have to gain the momentum, keep the momentum, and have that help you carry yourself through the entire game. How do you um, really build that original momentum this year and how do you help prevent from maybe losing it I, I thought we maybe lost a little bit in that third period obviously they yeah, had those two yeah. you definitely that I, I think, think that's we, fair I, to say I think we lost a lot of momentum uh -huh. in the third period uh, you know we had played pretty well it was 5-1 with you know 10 minutes left or nine minutes left and you know we make a mistake and they put it in the back of the net now it's 5-2 then they get an energy goal you know make it 5-3 mm -hmm. and the good thing is that I thought we learned the next night how to handle that situation better. I mean, um, it might never be perfect, and the other team has a lot to say about it, but um, I thought that, uh, you know, what we talked about in between periods of the second and third on Friday night was, you know, we need to learn how to play with this lead. We need to give them, you know, shut them down, not give them any hope. They're going to come back tomorrow, Saturday, with some hope regardless. And, uh, you know, we got a little comfortable, a little complacent, and all of a sudden, bang, bang, it's 5-3. Mm -hmm. uh, but the next night, I thought we handled that momentum much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just talking specifics uh, in the first game, Jacob Lee, with an impressive performance, had two goals and three assists to put up five points in one night. How does his offensive showing help boost his confidence going forward? Well, he's he's a guy that uh, has methodically, and I've watched Jake play since he was about 14. Um, and everywhere he's been, he finds his way in, he finds his way along, and then he has exploded. Um, he's got terrific practice habits. 
and I think the games are just the culmination of all the work that he continues to put in, how he sees the game. So uh, I think it's a it's a nice reward for him, um, you know, because of all the hard work, because of what he does in practice when no nobody's here watching except coaches and teammates. So um, I think get him getting off to a great start, and as our number one center is great for him and, and for us as well. So will his drive affect the team? Like moving forward, like oh, absolutely, yeah. He's, so Jake's in our leadership group. He's got the respect of his teammates. Um, he's got the skill and the work ethic on the ice, and you know he's, he's a really important piece of us today and in the future. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that momentum that he brings to the team. I feel like him being more of a veteran on the team. I guess you could say at this point really helps um, drive the other players almost to look up it up to him and boost their worth work ethic. I feel like that's a pretty fair statement. So. It's pretty interesting, like veteran, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's it's college. Like, what, what do you call well, a veteran? Well, I know, I know, but not not necessarily that. But you know, he goes to Merrimack for a year. Mm-hmm. So Jake Lee was committed when I was the coach at Canisius. He was committed mm-hmm. to us at Canisius. Um, when I came here, I ended up decommitting and going to Merrimack, right? So he goes to Merrimack. wasn't the best experience for him, um, and then he then he comes here. And we have that year last year with no fans. So now he's he's in his third year of playing hockey, which absolutely, you're right, makes him a veteran. Um, but he hasn't had the same type of exposure when that we didn't have fans that maybe some other people mm-hmm. have had. So um, I think you're right in your observation that he's a veteran. He played 11 games at Merrimack. He played as many games, I don't even know, he probably <laughs> played 27, 28 games last year, something like that, because I know he was hurt a bit. Um, so he is one of the guys with some experience and that is a veteran that's important. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second game, the engineers opened the scoring again, but with Mercyhurst entering the door pretty quickly. The game overall felt very competitive, as Vincent said, but with RPI winning in the end in OT. What changes have you made going into the second game? So from Friday to Saturday? Mm-hmm. So we made one lineup change um, we Alti Nikonen went in for Jimmy McIsaac, and I thought Jimmy had played had played fine. I thought he didn't, you know, do anything that deserved to come out. He just there's other guys that deserve to go in, and you know you can't flip the whole lineup. It's not exhibition hockey anymore. So we made one lineup change, and really we just we talked about we had learned a little bit more about what Mercier was trying to do, but we mostly talked about what we were trying to do and what how we could, you know, put our will and into the game and take the game where we wanted it to go but it was a it was a much more challenging game but that was the you know the conversations about mindset and preparation and uh as a follow-up are there any updates on Nikonen after his unfortunate fall um no he's I mean he's uh he's gonna be out for a little bit of time here yeah yeah hopefully he gets back in the lineup soon but I hate to see that um Last weekend, I thought we also did a very good job out of staying, or well, staying out of the box. I know last week on the podcast, you said the refs maybe weren't calling everything because it was an exhibition game, but hey, now we're in the regular season and only had one in the first and two in the second game. Um, We also let no goals in the net during our penalty kills, which I think is a pretty good accomplishment for this team, seeing that was, again, something that last year, sometimes we were a little weaker in in that area. what have we been doing well this year so far to keep, one, the games physical but out of the box and also keep the puck out of our net when we do happen to take that penalty? Yeah, one of our team goals is to have three or less penalties average. 
Um, and actually, we were pretty good in the penalty kill last year. I think we were sixth or seventh in the country. Were we? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought maybe I, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe was it not capitalizing on the power play? You know what? We were good in the power play too. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I'm just forgetting. <laughs> the everything. numbers. It's okay. It's okay. It feels like a new season. But uh-huh. um, you know, we were plus one on the power play on Friday night, or maybe plus two. We mm. scored two. They didn't have any. Um, we didn't get any. They didn't get any. So if you're even or better. Um, on special teams, you know, penalty kill is in a lot of ways, and this came to light when the LA Kings won the cup a number of years ago, that their power play was like 8%, not what you think of a Stanley Cup champion, but their penalty kill was 92, something like that. Um, so if you can keep the score at zero when the other team has an advantage, then you, you're, you can gain momentum from that. And, you know, we work, Matthias Lang runs our penalty kill. Um, he does a great job with it. And, uh, um, you know, the, you need a goalie, you need some saves, but um, those are big moments of the game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a that's an excellent point. It, the momentum isn't just from scoring the goals or possessing the puck. It's also about keeping um, the damage down and keeping that, that even on those kills. So. Um, I speak... I think I speak for everyone when I say this, but we were all surprised to see the red jerseys on the ice for the engineers. Was this because of homecoming or some other reason? It was because Mercyhurst travel jerseys hadn't arrived yet. So some really (laughs) in-depth stuff. Yeah, Yeah. really in-depth stuff. Um, and their their coach and their equipment guy had, had communicated with me, and I said, "Wait, whatever whatever works for them, uh, we've got the jerseys here." Um, so we just wore our reds. Okay. Um, and then our guest this week, just to wrap up the first segment, is going to be Nick Strom coming on in a few minutes here. Um, being a sophomore, jumping right into our lineup, we thought he had a very solid weekend with five block shots. A stat that I feel a lot of viewers don't necessarily appreciate, but is a pretty big deal. Um, and a plus minus of two on the weekend, zero in the first game, and I think plus, um, plus two in the second, along with um, the goal. I wanted to quickly get your thoughts on how he did and where and how he fits into our lineup this year. Yeah, he's um, you know he's really interesting when you think about the recruitment, right? So he was playing in the USHL, a captain in the USHL, which says a lot. Uh, it's the best development league. Um, goes to Western Michigan, doesn't play a game, uh, transfers here. His character's through the roof. His his um, you know his commitment to to being a good teammate and, and being there in service to others is outstanding. Um, his work ethic on the ice is outstanding. I you know I was really happy because he's a well-rounded player. I was really happy for him to get that goal because he did everything right. He, he you know he, he jumped it up in the play. He he you know held his ground in good space. He got the puck and he just ripped it. And um, he's got good skills. So. When those things happen in sequence like that, good things happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was great to see that, and I think he'll be a very valuable asset going into the season. So that's going to wrap us up for the first segment. We'll welcome on Nick Strom in a few minutes here, and um, thank you, Coach. We'll be back with you in a few. All right. We are now excited to welcome defenseman Nick Strom. Nick, how is your week going? Great so far, just recovering from last weekend and getting ready for this next weekend. Um, how have your first two weekends of RPI hockey been so far? I know it's been a little more than two weekends in training, but your first yeah, two Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. It's exciting to be back playing games, and uh, it's definitely a grind, but we're happy to be playing games. Uh, I thought you had a pretty solid set of games this past weekend, getting a strong plus-minus, five blocks, and getting your first goal of the year, unassisted midway through the second 
uh, on Saturday. How did it, how did it feel to get uh, your season off to the strong start? And does it take any pressure off after getting the, that first one on your stat sheet for the year? Yeah, it's a relief. It's just the monkey's off the back right away. <laughs> to, yeah. So, um, yeah, it just takes a lot of pressure off me to play my game and um, focus on defense more than getting points. Points will come. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, like you said, the monkey off your back with that initial value being shown to the team. Yeah. Everyone like everyone's happy you're here. Um, tell us about your season last year. I did a little bit of research and saw a few contradicting things. I, it looked like you played for the Fargo Force while maybe being rostered at West Michigan. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know yeah, how that worked. Uh, backtrack two years. Okay. Uh, I played in Fargo. Um, and then I needed shoulder surgery on both of my shoulders that off season, and ended up redshirting last year at Western Michigan. Okay. Um, so, hit the transfer portal and ended up here. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes a lot more sense with that surgery. How how was that? Did that take a long time to recover from? Or yeah, it was about six months total okay. uh, yeah. before I was playing again. So it's mm-hmm. a while. So you're a sophomore this year. How did you end up here at RPI, and what stood out to you about the program? Uh, like I said, I was at Western Michigan, redshirted. Uh, thought I'd get a better opportunity to play elsewhere, and uh, Coach Smith called me right away in the transfer portal and made a decision pretty quickly. Um, just really liked what they had to say about uh, playing opportunity here and really liked my conversations with Coach Smith and Coach Weber. And, like, uh, just walk us through, like, your transition. How has that been? Uh, it's been good. It's it's a lot different than Western Michigan academically. Um, it's, a, it's a tough school, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but we get through it, and the hockey's been fantastic here. we got a great group of guys, and they really make it – they've made an easy transition for me. Um. How have you been getting along with the new team and Coach Smith? Um, any initial thoughts on, on that? I know it's still early, but it seems you've made some pretty good connections so yeah, far. Yeah, I, I love Coach Smith. Uh, just on and off the ice, great person. Um, really like him. And then the guys, this is just a great group of guys to be around. I could hang out with any one of the guys on the team, and um, I feel like that doesn't happen every year. So it feels like it's a, a special group to be around. So for last weekend, was your D partner Max Malinsky for both games, or how did that? Uh, I mean, so we rotate seven rotate. defensemen. Yeah, that's so what it really. Is. We don't really um, have partners. Okay, so I was gonna say, have you been? That, that, that's what I was kind of assuming. But did you like in practice? Have you been? Is there anyone we should be looking to see you with, or has is the general consensus uh, it's gonna be seven for a while? It's gonna be, be seven, seven for, for a while. yeah most okay. of the year, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, do you have any? Pre- do you have a favorite person to play with? Do you have a, a specific <laughs> deep? Honestly, you really honestly, with? no, no. Uh, I think we have a really deep decor. Mm-hmm. I think it's everyone's good to play with. Well, that's that's great to hear. Then, it's, yeah. Uh, just tell us, like, how did you get in? Or how did you first get into hockey? And like, how many years have you been playing? Um, so I'm from Minnesota. I went to the Minnesota Wild game when I was like three years old or something. Yeah. And my brother and I just fell in love with it and grew up playing on the pond. And, yeah, I've been playing since I was probably five years old and then skating since I was three. Do you hope to play professional one day? And if so, what's your what's your dream team, wherever that be in the world? Yeah, I mean, the goal is obviously to play pro hockey, whether that's uh, NHL or 
European, wherever it is. Um, dream team would be hometown, Minnesota Wild, Wild yeah. of course, but <laughs> anywhere would be amazing. So outside of hockey, how's your time been at RPI so far? You did mention it was uh, a little tougher than maybe before, but what's your favorite thing about the community and favorite thing about the campus? Uh, everyone's just so welcoming, uh, especially for being my first year here. Everyone makes me feel comfortable um, outside of the hockey team, too. Um, everyone's got a friendly face and saying hello and especially the teachers too the teachers are really nice and accommodating here so that's been nice for me mm-hmm. uh, do you have any superstitions or pregame rituals you'd like to share <laughs> uh, I'm a little stitious um, I, I don't know about I just follow the same routine so, I mean, I'll do the same set of stretches, listen to the same songs at the same time, right. eat the same food at the same time, just do everything the same. <laughs> right, yeah. Like to keep it, keep it standard. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um, describe your play style a little bit. How do you describe yourself? Where do you shine on the ice? Anything like that? Um, I'd say I'm a true like, two-way defenseman. Um, not super offensive and not completely defensive. Um, if I can join the rush and create an <laughs> offensive chance, I will. Um, but obviously playing in the D zone is my number one priority. Um, and PK, I take pride in the PK for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then are there any areas or goals you have? Do you have any goals this year that you want to accomplish or any areas you maybe want to improve on um, throughout the season? Or is there anything we should look for? Uh, I mean – Probably just being more physical and joining the offense more. I know I scored one goal, but obviously the goal is to contribute more than that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it sounds like you have found a pretty good thing going on here, and we hope to see you score more going into the rest of the season. Um, We hope to see you back in the lineup this weekend against Long Island and Army and also uh, Canisius early next week, so that'll be a a longer weekend, but you played in the USHL, so that shouldn't be a problem (laughs) for you. Um, So good luck this weekend. It was great to have you on, and we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. We now welcome back Coach Smith. Coach, this weekend we play LIU and West Point. Both teams suffered losses in their first games. What are some initial thoughts going into this weekend? Well, and you'll hear me say this all the time. We'll take it one day at a time. You know, we'll play Friday's game, and then we'll put that to bed and play Saturday's game. And even this week, we've got to then put that to bed and play Tuesday's game against Canisius. Yep. But um, so we'll have to figure out something for our for our schedule for you guys. But um, you know, Long Island has played three games, two of them against top ten opponents, and both of them went into overtime. They lost to Northeastern 3-2 on an Aiden McDonough goal, and they tied Quinnipiac 2-2. They beat Stonehill in Stonehill's first Division One game. Um, so there's clearly a separation. LIU is a big, strong, physical team, tries to spread you out, and uh, they're playing very hard. So we've got to make sure. It's a dangerous game because fans will look and say, wow, they're a brand-new program. They've only been around three years, but... It's a different time. It's a different time with the transfer portal, and you know it's not like they're starting from scratch. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, they've got our full attention. Mm-hmm. And like you say, no team is a bad team by any means. Um, 
for LIU at least, they had a very competitive start to their season. They lost to number nine ranked Northeastern in overtime. So I'd, I'd say that's a pretty good achievement for them. And also tying QPAC in um, OT and also crushing Stonehill 7-1. to one. So I think they're definitely a worthy opponent and not to be taken lightly by any means. So what are you looking for um, and what do you need out of the team this weekend to play a good game and hopefully get a win from them? Yeah, I think we need to first and foremost continue you know, playing super fast and being good off the rush and using our, our speed. Um, you know, possess the puck there. And I think secondly, we need to eliminate the careless shots against. I thought there was times we were a little too comfortable and just allowed a shot. I think the second goal um, that Mercier's got on Saturday, you know, we have guys back, but we're just sort of watching. The guy, you know, misses the net and the other guy comes right down the middle and we have guys there sort of just watching it happen. So um, we've got to get back into that hyper-competitive mode to to shut down every opportunity the other team has for a full 60. Uh, the Army had a, or has started their season uh, on a slighter week or no, tying their first game to Union and losing their second and third to RIT. That being said, the Army has been always a good team and will definitely not be an easy game by any means. What are some strengths the Army had this year? Well, everybody always talks about their work ethic because it is West Point, it's the Army, it's, you know, they always work hard. But they're a high-character team that is very well coached. Brian Riley has been there a long time, part of the Riley family. His nephew actually coaches LIU. Um, but Brian Riley and Zach McKelvey and, and their staff, um, Arlen Marshall, they do a really good job with skills and skill development and how they play. So when you combine hard work, high character and good coaches with good skill they're, they're, they're a formidable team so i'm not uh i'm not looking really at what they've done they're also sitting they're not playing friday night so us playing friday is a another added factor into the equation um but uh, uh you know they're, they're a good team we very familiar with them from my time in atlanta hockey and and how they play so we'll be ready for them as well when the time comes mm-hmm and speaking of uh, being familiar, obviously we have that Canisius matchup, which you, if I'm not mispa- mistaken, uh, were the head coach for 12 years? Yeah. Yep. 12 years. All right. So I think you are better than anyone to give us a little bit of insight about their coach and their program. So, Well, their coach is a good friend of mine, Trevor Large. I brought him actually from West Point, <laughs> uh, where he was an assistant for six years, to Canisius. And then he was, we were together for three um, and he's, he's done a terrific job. He's got his style of play, um, you know, ingrained in what they're doing. They're uh, good offensively. They've got good skill and speed. They've got good creativity. And, you know, you can't, you can't fall asleep against them. They were second in their, their conference last year. And, you know, we, we beat them pretty good one night. And then they come back and beat us in overtime last year. So um, I don't want to lose to anybody, but I especially don't want to lose to friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely fair. And then for that game, since it's going to be a not quite back-to-back-to-back, but almost with a one day of rest, um, I know we have to take it one day at a time, but what are some goals and objectives to make sure that we're ready for that game being after two hard-fought games? Yeah, it really, starts, it really starts this week. Like Our Monday practice, critically important, Tuesday this week, and then we'll start tapering down so that we're energized and ready to go for Friday, Saturday of this week. Sunday will be a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday we'll practice here light and then travel 
um, up to Buffalo, get a little skate in up there, do a quick pregame scout and, and play and come back after the game. But And then we've got another turnaround again Wednesday, Thursday, play again on Friday. So this is what the guys have done in junior hockey. This is what a lot of players love. And as coaches, we just have to you know, manage practice expectations. On a typical week, Monday through Thursday is go, go, go. Um, on weeks like this, we've got to be a little bit more out in front of the energy. All right. Yeah, makes sense. And then I personally think the team has been putting in great effort pe- the past weekend. And I think one of the, at least for me, a key thing to look at is to seeing that, as we talked a little bit about earlier, they play a full 60 minutes of hockey and not get too sloppy at any point in the game, whether that be in the beginning, the end, middle, wherever, and not let up those few goals that really start to shift that momentum. Um you, I, I was going to ask, do you agree with this? You obviously do, I think, agree with this from what you said earlier. Um, but are you doing anything in practice to maybe clean up these areas and make sure that we play that full that full 60-minute hockey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a standard of how we pass pucks and um, where what mistakes are acceptable, what mix, mistakes aren't, where on the ice, what's the score. A lot of that stuff is learned. That's why I was really happy with our learning curve from week one to week two but also from friday to saturday last weekend and now we've got to take that next step we've got to play more consistent defensively we've got to handle pucks more consistently offensively and our effort has always been there our effort is always there and you got to give some credit always to the other team because they're trying to do shit too (laughs) yeah i don't know if i can say that on here They're, they're trying to do stuff too right like they're 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 all coached they've all got good talent and um you know, it, I think sometimes we look through the lens of, well, why didn't this happen? And sometimes the answer is the other team's good, the other, the other team practices, the other team played, and um, that, that occasionally is going to be the case. And when you get two teams, and I thought actually Saturday night against Mercyhurst was, um, was that type of game. We did good, then they did good. We did good things, they did good things. And it went back and forth, and it was a bit of a struggle um, you know, at times for us and a bit of a struggle for them. So looking ahead, that's absolutely we want to, you know, minimize the struggles against and maximize the struggles for the other team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Jack Watson played both games. How essentially is he to the team and winning more and more games? Well, so he's he's the kind of guy that, you know, he's, he's getting some NHL attention. Um, he's... He's played the most games of all of our goalies, and right now he's very important, right? And I always talk, like, if I was going to tell a young recruit, you know, they ask, well, what do I need to do? You need to be important on your team. You need to be where the type of guy that if you are lazy today, the whole team notices. If you're off today, the whole team notices. And right now Jack has that. He has that opportunity to be important to our team, and he's handled it very well. So, um, you know, when will he not play a game? Again, I'm never going to tell you that until it happens. But, um, you know, we want to continue to build, and his game is still building and growing, and we want to, you know, his confidence to grow um, with every experience. And um, we, th- we think he has the potential to be very, very good in our league. And last weekend, I think we saw that. So are you worried about any recruiters, like, um taking jack watson for a period of time well it wouldn't be for a period of time once you're (laughs) gone you're gone um you know so i guess there's a couple different 
scenarios, like one is Jack could go in the transfer portal, which every player has the opportunity to do that. If colleges are recruiting him from our roster, um, that's frowned upon um, professionally. Um, if his advisor is shopping him around, you know, certain ways, um, we would just talk to him and create an environment for him every day now where we think about all of the great things we have, not the things that we don't have. So um, the other scenario is an NHL team comes and signs them, and that's what we want. If, if that's the right opportunity for Jack, I'm going to push him out the door. I'm going to push him out the door and say, Jack, this is, this is a good opportunity for you. If it's a bad opportunity, and we go back to Will Riley. Will Riley was a captain here in 1819. Um, nineteen twenty, he came back for his senior year, and he had contract offers from Pittsburgh. Just felt like he needed a little more time, and I would have the same conversation with Jack and just say, "You know what jack you're you're really good, you're doing really well, but let's talk about the timing and then it's ultimately always up to the players to his choice on what he wants. but I want Jack to have choices of pro hockey or RPI. Um, the wolves that may come hunting from college transfers, I'm not too worried about them because I think we treat treat our players well. Uh, and I know you said you like to take things day to day or day by day, but I like to move ahead. And I know the union blackout is going to be coming up in a few weeks. Will the black alternates be returning? Every year. Every year we okay. do the black. It's, it's not the same. Every year it's a new design. Um, we've got a, a, a special... Special treat this year um, with the class of 85. The 85 national champs' names are going to be on the jerseys. So if uh, Mike Sadapur wore number 21 and we don't have a number 21, we'll put his on another number that we didn't have. So I think those this year's blackout jerseys are going to be extra special. And I know the women's lacrosse team will coordinate the – it's all done via raffle and buy tickets, mm-hmm. and um, so everybody has a chance to win, and uh, I expect those things are going to be uh, uh, going like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's going to just about wrap us up for this week. Um, a quick women's recap. Um, they dropped both games against BU and Providence last weekend, but we'll be back here this weekend against Mercyhurst at 3 p.m. Friday and 2 p.m. Saturday. Um, preceding the men's games, which will be at the Fieldhouse at 7 p.m. on Friday and Saturday for the LIU and Army um, games. So make sure to come out and support both teams. We can't wait to see you there. And with that, Coach, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you again for a great time today, and we will see you and everybody else this weekend. Wonderful. Thanks, guys.